Okay. Yeah. Wow. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, wear this? No. no. Uh, well, things are going downhill in this series quickly. <laughs> uh, one of our musicians, I heard, uh, said that as they were rehearsing this week, they said, what is this song? This isn't even music. What is this? <laughs> yeah. Our series, though, is called Banger, and we are talking about hits. That's what we're talking about. That's what the word means in our culture today. I shared last week a little bit of a kind of a raw definition of what this word is. It's being used in our culture today, and they say, you know, a lot of older folks don't know what it means, and, and of course, this happens where younger people start coming up with these words, and, and I said last week, okay, I said last week that uh, one of the definitions that you would say for this word is that when somebody says something is a banger, it, you know, was referred to as a song, so it'd be sort of like, uh, man, that song, you know, the song that they just played, that song's a banger, that means, you know, it's awesome, it's a hit, it's really smooth, whatever, and, and then uh, I said last week that now in our culture, people are using that word to describe anything that they think is awesome. They're just like, you know, yeah, it's those French fries. Those, those French fries, man, they're a banger. You know, they're really amazing. And so that's kind of what the word means. We've been using it more in the musical realm uh, as we've been going through uh, this series. And I was sharing with you last week, and as a matter of fact, the last thing I talked about last week was I, I talked about this word interruption, and I said that, uh, you know, if you are going to take new steps in the new year, you had to be ready for interruption, for, for God to interrupt the way you've been living, decisions and choices you had to make to live different. And if you weren't ready for that, to really get in the battle, get in the fight, that was going to be difficult. I want to kind of pick up from there because there's a word in in the Bible that really describes this journey in the Christian life. It's called to persevere or perseverance. It's being willing to stay on track, stay in the journey, stay in the fight, stay in the battle. And this is difficult, all right? You come to know Jesus Christ, there's this incredible feeling and sense your sin has been forgiven. But man, there, there is a journey that follows. And uh, you know, I watch as a pastor, as many new believers, many people in this church, they get knocked off you know, through temptations and choices and decisions and things that happen to them and they just can't, they're not, they can't stay focused and stay on track. And that'll be a great challenge for any of us uh, throughout this Christian journey. Hebrews 10.36, great text here, scripture says this, you need, you need to what? You need to Persevere, so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what He has. You will receive what He's promised. So, God promises us as believers. First of all, you come to know Jesus Christ. You have the promise of salvation. Okay, we know that. But God also has promises for those who are walking on a journey with Him on this side of eternity. It's one of the incredible things of being a believer. It, it, on this side, we get to encounter some of the great promises of God. And yet, though we have promises that God makes for us, that doesn't mean that in an instant, like, we encounter them, right? Like, you could say, God, I believe you've promised me a greater marriage, but you're not there yet, you know. Or, like, God, I believe you've promised me, you know, a better way of living financially, but, like, where I'm at right now, I, I realize I'm not there yet. You understand, like, 
what I'm saying? Like, I, I believe you've, you, you've promised me that you're, you're going to break me. We're going to get through this addiction. I, I'm not fully there. And I'm, trying to un, I'm still on this journey to try to break this. And, and with God's help, it's going to happen. I know, I know it's going to happen. But right now, it's not there. So, so what we know is you, you can have a promise of God and not yet fully possess it in a moment. You understand that? Okay, so if that's the case, that means to encounter the promise, there has to be a journey of perseverance to stay on track and to stay on course with what God has for us. And you're here, and many of you, you hear a message like last weekend about steps of obedience, what's my next step, and what are the things in my life I need to let go of. You say, Pastor, I'm ready, let's go, and, and I'm going to utilize an incredible moment of history to tell you, like, okay, if you're not careful, these are the things that are going to cause you to not persevere well to stay strong. I'm going to give you really some helpers and some reminders, and we're going to look at a banger part of history in the Bible. Uh, this is uh, from the book of Joshua. So if you know the Bible, or maybe you don't, this is the sixth book of the Bible, Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Hey, all right, <laughs> very good. So we're in the sixth book of the Bible, and we're actually going to go to the sixth chapter of the sixth book. And this is going to have, in this moment in history, a description of a moment where the Israelites were on the cusp of their first and great important battle to, as they've entered this promised land. So if you know about the Bible and the Israelites, 430 plus years in slavery in Egypt, Moses leads them out in the wilderness for 40 years. They cross over the Jordan River and they head into this land that God has promised them, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses who didn't enter the land but knew the promise and now the moment has come where if they're going to really lay claim to this land they got to do battle and they approach this city maybe you've heard of it it's called Jericho and that's where this battle ensues and we're going to see uh, some reminders about the battles for our own lives here in 2023 we're going to watch as this moment in history in the Bible becomes very real for you and I here today. Here's what it says in Joshua chapter 6 and verse 1 about this moment. All right, so they've crossed over the Jordan. They're in the land, but they got to deal with this city where the adversary is. It says this, now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. The Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do it for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. And then on the seventh day, look, on the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. And when you hear the sound... When you hear them sound a long blast of the trumpets, uh, have the whole army, look what they're going to do. They're going to give a loud shout on the seventh day. I'm going to talk about the seventh day a little bit more here in our time together. But when that moment happens and when we shout, here's what's going to happen. Now, this is the Lord telling Joshua. He's exclusively downloading to Joshua. It says, then the wall of the city, when this happens, the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up and everyone straight in yeah that great promise 
of that great land, Joshua, you are about to really encounter it. What a big moment. They're going to finally go in. They're going to have to do this thing for six days, and then on the seventh day, something spectacular is going to happen. Let me give you three reasons in this text Three reasons that if you're not careful, you're going to lose sight of the spiritual groove. You're going to lose sight of the opportunity that is still ahead of you. That Though there is a promise, you're in the middle of a process. You need to be paying attention. So here's the first reason. If you're taking notes, don't you don't want to miss this. Here's the first thing. Number one, you'll get out of that. You'll step out of that spiritual groove if you feel like your perspective has been blocked. Your perspective has been blocked. And, and this is true. There's time of clarity where you know that God has revealed that this is, wh- this is where you need to go. And then we have things, we've talked about it in this series, we have things that happen in our life. And those things can cause you and I to feel like all of a sudden I can't see it anymore. We're talking about perspective, our perspective being blocked. And so we're, we're going to see how this could play out. In, in the scripture here that we're looking at. Now, I did a little bit of research on Jericho before uh, we were, I was going to talk about this, and, and I, I learned some interesting things about it, but I, I always knew this, and maybe you knew this if you went to church when you were younger or Sunday school. They, they made a song about this moment in history. Did you know that? Uh, some of you knew that. Uh, it goes, uh, it's a real banger. <laughs> you hear Joshua won the battle of Jericho, Jericho. Jericho, Joshua won the battle of Jericho, and the walls came tumbling down. All right, a few of you know that. We made hand motions. Remember that, you know? And, and so it was, a, it was a special, special song there. And I got to believe, really, if Joshua is uh, watching us today, sing a little song, Joshua, you know, and making little hand motions, he'd probably look at us and say, hey, come on, man, this... You're really oversimplifying the situation here. Like, you made a cute little song out of that. You made hand motions. There was way more to the story than your cute little song and your hand motions. Like, we really went through some stuff on this journey. And I think sometimes, you know, it's easy for us, for any of us, to look at a situation and see a great victory and oversimplify it. Maybe you've watched somebody in the spiritual realm, somebody who journeyed with God on a big journey and encountered something spectacular with God, some great victory, and you weren't seeing the whole process along the way. You just know they won a big victory. And it would be very easy for you, looking on the outside of their situation, to go, man, that, that's amazing. That had to be really easy. No, man, there was stuff going, like if you've ever had this encounter with God where you knew there was a promise and you encountered the victory, some of you know this, that getting to the victory, it was not easy along the way. There, like, that's like looking at a great athlete and saying, boy, they got it easy. But man, the blood, sweat, and tears of every day and the practice and all the things they had to do, you're not seeing that. There is a, there's this, this bigger story behind the story. Now, this is their first battle. And th- it is true that there's something about the first battle. If you're going to make any change in your life, some of the first battles are the toughest. Like really, you, 
you're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna deal with an addiction. Some tough early battles. When your marriage is a mess, and those early battles getting things on track, you know, it's it's not easy. And so let's not downplay the early battle, the first battle. But I think probably for Joshua, he would say, uh, there's more to like this six-day, seven-day thing here. Like you got to remember, we were 430 years in slavery, our people, and then I'm on this journey, and we're with Moses, and we're 40-plus years in the wilderness, and now, finally, we've crossed the Jordan, and we're in this place for this first battle. You know what I'm saying is there's so much more to the story, and I think we need to know that and be able to understand that because these things play out in our life. It's not like, okay, here's the promise and it's cake. There is a difficult journey on the way. And if you are not ready for the things that are coming your way in that journey, you're going to struggle when the moments come and it feels like I can't see it happening any longer. And here's the situation with Jericho. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a big city. So it probably took about an hour for them to march around it. So it's not very long. So the situation with Jericho was not how long it would take to go around this massive city. The issue with Jericho was the height of the walls. And, and I think that's, that's important for us to hear because for you and I in our lives, the situation is oftentimes the height of the wall. Like, I cannot see the dream anymore. I cannot see the promise any longer. I can't see it. Because it's so blocked. The wall seems so high. And so when I said, you got to watch out for perspective, this point that we're talking about here, we got to understand that like there are times where it gets blocked and we just can't see that there really is a promise on the other side. And so we have to make sure we're in right perspective all the time. And you came to church this morning and you took a step to make sure you are in right perspective. So congratulations for coming to church. You have put yourself at least in one occasion to change the perspective. Let me tell you what I mean. You know this. Monday's hard, Tuesday, things happen during the week, and all of a sudden it feels like there's this wall to your dream, your life. You come to church, though, and you're around the energy of people who are other believers, and they had their trials, but were worshiping God and our amazing band to bring the energy, and you're just enjoying it, and you walk out, and maybe your head's like, now it's high, and you feel like you're ready for a new perspective. You can peer over that wall just a little bit and be reminded that the promise hasn't faded. Church, that's just one moment or opportunity that you and I have to deal with that unhealthy perspective that our adversary puts in front of us, that people are putting in front of us. We have, let's be honest, we have walls, we have setbacks, we have deficits, we have struggles. We have struggles in the week with our life. We have struggles in the week with our past, with our problems, with our spouse, with our teenager. Enough said, right? And we come to the church on the weekends like, okay, God, give me that perspective that I, I need. I need that kind of perspective. I need to be reminded in occasions during the week and regularly in my life that though I see this high wall in my life, that my God is much greater than that wall and he can take me over that wall. He can break down that wall. Church is one of those perspective moments. It's more than just church, right? We don't rely on just a short time like this for that perspective help. 
Through God's word, we see victory and perspective. Through our prayer life, we see victory and perspective. Of all these opportunities to see past our past, to see past our problems, to see past the walls in our life. God wants to reveal that to you and I. And then I wanted to go back and just look at those first couple scriptures again because they're so fascinating. So you can just read right over them and think nothing of it. But here's what it said. The gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Verse 2. The Lord says to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and fighting men. These are two very different verses. One says, this is a big issue, this city. And the very next verse, it says, you're going to win. In fact, it's talking about victory in past tense. Only our God can talk about a victory in past tense. He's already saying, like, you already won. You already win, you already win the battle. He then proceeds to tell them how you're going to win the battle, but the verse 2 is, you win. I love that, and I need that reminder. Again, we're talking about perspective, that we serve a God that works outside the bounds of how you see time. He works outside the bounds of how you see stress. Like, our God is not stressed out. He is not popping Prozacs over the economy. He's not. He sees things different than you and I, and I need that perspective. I need to be able to see more clearly. See, I have given Jericho into your hands. It may look difficult. God, I don't know. How could this possibly happen? No, you need to know and trust. I can lead you into victory. What do you do when you feel like, you know, there was a promise, but the wall is large. I can't see it. What do you do? Do you succumb to the difficult thing in front of you or do you try to get new perspective in your life what do you do when you know God revealed something to you but yet everything around you right now you it doesn't feel like it's even possible this is the difference maker you see between those who stay in this thing and those who don't those who stay in this thing and stay in the fight and stay in the battle they constantly put themselves in position to get perspective groups is another way our groups that we have here is another way for you to get perspective. Because it's just a moment during the week, you know, some to just gather more people around you who, who want to move in the right direction. We're in group signups right now. And they've already started, and some of the groups are already starting this coming week. Some of the groups are filling up, and it's a huge part of our church. It's a huge part of perspective. Just one of those additional markers to keep you flowing, keep you on that journey. You know, if you want more information about groups, on the left-hand side down the hallway, there are the catalogs there that you can grab and figure out which group you want to be in. Of course, all of the groups are available online, our group section online on our Get Involved uh, link there on our website, newwalk.church, so you can go register that way as well. But it's happening, and this is just one of the reasons why we put groups in front of you, so that you can make sure that you are engaged constantly in different ways, being in fresh perspective. I serve with these people, and they remind me of fresh perspective for my life. So we're talking about seeing past the problems and getting in right perspective. Here's the next thing I put in your notes. Sometimes the groove that you're in, spiritually for God, doesn't 
always feel or it doesn't always seem obvious. It's not always obvious. God speaks to Joshua. He says, here's what you need to do. You need to march around this thing for six days. And then on the seventh day, you're going to do it seven times. And it's going to be awesome. And so here's what you need to do. You need to follow me. This is really how all this plays out is really amazing. Like the Bible is a banger. And I hear people that say, they say, man, the Bible, I've said this before. I hear people say the Bible is so boring. And I say, the Bible is not boring. You're boring. <laughs> this is amazing stuff here. And it says this. It says, so Joshua, son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, take up the ark of the covenant of the Lord, have seven priests carry the trumpets in front of it. He ordered the army advance, march around the city, the armed guard going ahead of the ark of the Lord. They, they, so they're getting the instructions. They start marching. Joshua is sharing some of the download that he got from God. He's He's sharing it with them. Like this is some of our steps that we need to take. When Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets before the Lord went forward blowing their trumpets and the ark of the Lord's covenant followed them. Okay, we've got a battle that's ensuing and at least, okay, we're taking steps. And it's good to take steps. I, I don't know that they're able to fully see the progress, which if it's me, I want to see progress. And, and I think it's tough when we read this to think about the feeling that they might be feeling that they're not seeing any progress. So here, here's what I, I'll continue on in verse nine. It says this, the armed guard marched ahead of the priests who blew the trumpets and the rear guard followed the ark. Okay. They're doing just like they were told all this time. The trumpets were sounding, but Joshua had commanded the army not to give a war cry. Do not rate, don't raise your voices. Don't say a word until the day I tell you to shout. When the moment comes, then shout. So he had the ark of the Lord carried around the city, circling it once. And then the army returned to camp, spent the night there. Joshua got up early the next morning. The priest took up the ark of the Lord. The seven priests carrying the seven Trumpets went forward, marching before the ark of the Lord and blowing the trumpets. The armed men went ahead of them. The rear, guard the rear guard followed the ark of the Lord while the trumpets kept sounding. And so on the second day, they marched around the city once and returned to camp. They did this. They did this as they were told. They did it for how many days? Six days. I'm reading this and I'm thinking, this is hard. I, I thought we were going to battle, but Joshua, all we're doing is going around this thing and going back to our camp at night. Imagine like, okay, you do this on the first day and you're thinking you're going to have a battle and all you're doing is with these horns and trumpets and you come back home and imagine like you were ready for battle and you went out and this is what we did. And what we see in the scriptures is that they did this six times. And 
after six times, you got to be thinking, and you got to realize they don't understand what's going to happen. Joshua has heard the promise on the seventh day, but they're not getting all of this quite yet. They're just like, okay, we're going to do day one, then we're going to do day two. And so they do this six times. If I'm in that little army situation, it would be really helpful to me, I think, like, okay, I guess I would say it like this. If I were God, which, thank goodness I'm not. Like, that's horrible to think about. But, okay, if I were God, here's the way I would do this. March around the city on day one, and the first top of the wall will fall down. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Because now you're like, okay, this is working. I don't know how, but it's working. And day two, a little bit more of the wall fell. That's not what's happening here. It's like we're just marching around. Like, I guess maybe if you're old school and you're into Tetris. You know, like, at least you would see some progress. You know, okay, crumble, crumble, you know. That's not happening. All we're doing is just going around, coming back. Imagine you're this great fighter, and you come home, and your wife says, hey, babe, how was first day of battle? My little warrior, how did you do today? Well, <laughs> we, uh, bam, the trumpets and thing, and we just, you know what, babe, I feel like today was a scouting day. I feel like it was preseason football, you know, like, I know probably tomorrow's the game, you know, but today was just practice, and so we'll just see how this develops, so I think that's probably what today was, and so he gets up the next morning, goes out, around, comes back home, hey, uh, what'd you do today? First of all, I've learned something over the years. When your wife says to you, what did you do today? That is code for I'm going to ask you what you did today so that you'll ask me how my day was. (laughs) And I don't even get that right sometimes, and I know that. But So now, second day, I come home. My wife says, how'd it go today? Well, (laughs) we... We did the same thing as yesterday. I sure wish Joshua would tell us kind of what's up here because, like, we just keep going around this thing. I don't know if we're, like, in a marching band, if that's the deal that we're doing here, but something's happening that's not helping these walls these walls come down. Like, there's a lot of question going on, I'm sure, potentially in this situation. Like, why are we having to go through this oddity? Two days, three days, four days, five days, Six days, God's not telling them really how long this is going to go, but we're going to keep going. And you're this warrior, and you're like, I need to use my sword, dog. Like, it's time. Like, we got to get going. I brought my Glock, and we are ready. And I can't even use it. Six days. I wonder for you, are you willing to just do the things that God has asked you, even when you don't see progress? He's put you in a groove and, you know, on day 100, you still don't feel it or see it, but you're still willing to do it anyways. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about persevering. Those non-sexy moments. Those moments where you, you, you're wondering what's going to happen and you keep going. It's difficult, but you stay in that groove. And it leads me to The third thing here in my notes, it says, the finish is oftentimes open-ended. It's oftentimes open-ended. And and so that makes it even harder. Because not only do we sometimes not know if if, if things are happening, we don't even know when the whole thing actually does finally happen. 
like, when is the, the end date? Like, okay, so one time I, I hired, I did it one time only, I hired a personal trainer. I don't even like to work out. I hired a personal trainer. And the, uh, I go there, and what was so difficult about it was every day I would show up, I had no idea what we were going to do and for how long we were going to do it. So I'd show, up, I'd show up one day, and we'd be doing these reps, you know, with the weights and, you know, I, what the amount I thought we would do, you know, was keep going, keep going. And then the next day I would show up, and we'd go, I'd be running. And I, didn't, I wasn't told how long I was just keep running. And, and so it's very hard for me because, like, if I'm running or doing something like that, I need a clock, a countdown. Okay, because if I know when it hits zero, okay, I'm good. I, if I know when the end time of all of this is going to happen, it, it's going to be good. But I, I'm thinking to myself, like, I need some help. Like, this doesn't seem right. I don't know what's happening, why we're doing this, when it all ends. And I want to murmur and complain about it. Like, I want to... This bothers me, and, and I do find it fascinating. Like, the command in the scripture there for the Israelites was to keep their mouth shut for six days. Just keep their mouth shut. Sometimes, <laughs> some of the best thing, one of the best things we can do is just keep our mouth shut. Do you, do you know what happened in the 40-plus years in the wilderness? They didn't keep their mouth shut, and it caused all kinds of problems. And in this moment, just, 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 let's just go through the process. But it's not easy when you're not sure if you're in the right groove because you don't see all these things and you don't know when all of it ends and nobody's giving you a, a chart, a sheet, a countdown clock. All God is saying is, is keep going. And you start the year out in 2023 and you say, God, I am ready. Big commitment to you. Big moment. Here we go. And God says, give me a year, let's go. And at the end of the year, he says, give me another year. And at the end of the year, he says, give me another year. And he says, thank you for six days. How about six months? How about six years? Keep going. Oh, my. We're getting into some difficult stuff. I mean, we're talking about walls that help or that, that hinder your perspective. We're talking about not knowing if we're even making progress. We're talking about not knowing when the end date comes and we're still having to trust and trust and trust. We keep trusting. I've often wondered why God didn't give them a little progress each day. And I think one of the key reasons in this is because if I start a journey like that around the city and then at the end of day one, I, I did X, Y, Z, and at the end of day one, part of the wall falls, I might be tempted, hear me, this is my guess, I might be tempted to think that I did that. I could maybe by day two or day three think it's some sort of formula or thing that I'm doing that's causing this. And formulaic stuff is not what God's about anyways. We might have, be tempted to think that's what God is in general. He's just a formula. As long as I do this, this, and this, I'll see progress. I'll see things happening. But here's what we know. That's not faith. And a central piece of this journey with God is trust and faith in the things that you don't always see or understand. And those are difficult moments. Let, let's just see first here how this wraps up uh, this little moment that I wanted to talk about. Joshua 6 verse 15, on the seventh day they got up at daybreak. Now they marched around the city seven times in the same manner except 
on that, or sorry, they, they marched around the city seven times in the same manner, but except on that day, they circled the city seven times completely. So they did it for the seventh time, but then they did it seven times on that day. It says, then seventh time around, when the priests sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Down in verse 20, it says, when the trumpet sounded, the army shouted, the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed and everyone charged straight in and they took the city. Are you willing to pray for something for six days, six months, six years when you don't even see any results? It's funny, I've, I've watched people of great faith pray for somebody for 30 years for them to come to know Jesus and just wait and wait and pray and wait. Are you willing to, to stay focused on what God is challenging you to do when it's open-ended? Are you willing to serve, even though it doesn't feel like anybody appreciates you? But you just, you, you just know that's what I do. Are you willing to give when you don't feel like you're even seeing any provision? Trust, faith, trust. Are you willing to march when God says, you just need to march, just go? I've watched, and I said this earlier, so many people miss this. And I see people, well-intentioned people, come to know Christ, and, then, and, and when they don't see the formula working the way they think it should, or they don't see something happening in some kind of way, they're just out. Like, like if, 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 if you decide to go on a diet and lose a large amount of weight, all right, it's gonna take, it's gonna take some time. We would all love to eat a piece of broccoli and grow an ab. That would be so nice. All right? So eat a piece of cauliflower and you lose four pounds instantly. We would all be like, oh, this is nice. This is easy. And you know that just in a journey like that, it takes time. But at least, you know, after a month or two, if you're really working at it, you're going to see some level of progress. Man, with God, this thing is open-ended. I've watched those NASCAR races before, and as they're turning left over and over... I've noticed that at the top of the screen, it says how many laps they have left. And it just counts it down all the way to the last lap. It would be nice if God told you, yeah, here's how many laps you got left until you see the promise. But you don't get that. So here's what you have to do. You have to work and just do the process that God has called you to every day as though it's your last lap as though the breakthrough is coming. And every day you keep going, the breakthrough is coming, the breakthrough is coming. And some of you are on day one and some of you are on day six. And here's the thing, you don't know when you're on day six or day 600 or whatever the key moment is where God just wants to reveal something to you. You don't know when that moment comes. And I watch, sadly, as people who've been on a journey for a period of time, they give up and they're on lap 220, but what if 221 was the day? But you give up and you check out and you bail. And so this is a journey of perseverance all the way to the end. I think so much we come to God and we say, God, what can you do for me? What can you do? God, what can you do for me? And so much of this journey is a journey of what he's trying to do in you. Faith, trust, process. Faith, trust, spiritual disciplines. Faith, trust along the way. Don't give up. 
stay on the journey. It may not make sense. You may be tired. It may seem ludicrous what he's having you do, but you stay focused. It is all about perseverance. Let me pray. Thank you, God. Just a moment in history coming alive in 2023 to let us see what victory can be and, and how hard it, it can be at times and how trusting you can be. Not an easy thing. I pray, Lord, that you would reveal. I pray, Lord, that you would reveal to somebody right now who's, I don't know what day they're on. and Maybe tomorrow's the day. Maybe, maybe it's 10 years from now. But God, they would just stay Stay in the fight, stay in the journey because it is so worth it. There are promises, promises that are delivered to those who are faithful and persevere. Not people who are bailing out here today, gone tomorrow, in and out, in and out. There's a journey. Help us this year and beyond as we're setting in new goals, new obedience, new things you're calling us to, things you're calling us to let go of. Help our congregation see clearly from the story about Joshua, but also, Lord, today we are reminded that um, though there is a battle in life, there are some amongst us who do not have God on their side on this battle, this journey. He's promised victory to those who follow him, but you're here in this time together and you do not follow him. He's not a part of your life. And so you don't have access to his promises. You do not have access to the promises of God if you are not a believer. And so maybe today you will make the decision to become a believer, just like people all across this church have done over the years. They've just had a moment just like this where they said, well, I don't want to be on the outside of the battle. I, I don't want to be on the wrong side for sure. I, I want to be in it with you, God. I want to be on the right team. I, want to, I don't want my sin forgiven. I want freedom. I want to discover eternal life and new life on this earth. And the Bible says that only happens through the gift of Jesus Christ who came to forgive you of your sin. If you accept that free gift and trust in the forgiveness on the cross, you can encounter salvation and eternal life. You can turn to him right now and say, God, forgive me of my sin. I accept that gift of Jesus. I'm trusting you today from this day forward. I am ready, Lord to journey and battle with you, for you. In your name we pray, amen.